Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Now Jesus was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. While others, to test him, kept seeking from him a sign from heaven. But he knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest, and finding none, it says... I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, it is a dangerous business opening a Bible. Yes, indeed, it is a dangerous business opening a Bible. For when a Bible is preached and read and heard, Some will, what, receive it with joy, and others will be offended. And once offended, these individuals will attempt to close the Bible by silencing the person who opened it in the first place. But if they are unsuccessful in closing the Bible, well, they will then go to work on attacking the person who opened the Bible. But why the resistance to an open Bible? It is because the Bible is light and people love darkness more than light. In other words, the Bible is light because Jesus is light. We must keep in mind, yes, keep in mind that Jesus not only is at the center of the Bible, but he is also the eternal word, the author of the Bible. And so when the Bible is preached and read and sung and spoken and illustrated, 
It is actually light streaming into a world of darkness. But as already mentioned, when the light confronts darkness, people, well, they run for shelter in the shadows of darkness. Like scurrying cockroaches, the sinful nature will not come near the light of the Bible. The sinful nature is addicted to evil. The sinful nature hates the light. The sinful nature is addicted to living in denial and illusions. This is what we clearly see in our Old Testament reading from this morning from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the prophet to the kingdom of Judah, well, he stood in that court of the Lord's house and he spoke the word. He proclaimed the word, light of the gospel, light of the word, shone and went forth into that court and it collided with hard hearts, which resulted in the religious leaders seizing Jeremiah and saying those words, you shall die. You see, the religious leaders were going to muzzle Jeremiah through death, because they did not want God's word preached into their darkness. For them, it was better to have a dead Jeremiah and a closed Bible than a preaching Jeremiah with convicted ears. You see, contrary to what you and I might think, this happens quite frequently in our day and age in America. Yes, in America, it is not uncommon to come across churches where parishioners are fighting against Get this, their pastor. By pressuring the pastor to close the Bible. Without even realizing it, these parishioners are actually trying to protect their sinful nature from the word of God. In fact, it is not uncommon for churches to actually run a pastor out of town for daring to open the Bible. And after the pastor has been run out of town, well, the church hires a new pastor to close the Bible and tickle their ears. I'm not kidding you, my friends. Pastors are often hired to replace faithful pastors so that parishioners might be protected from God and his word. And pastors, well, us pastors are not off the hook. You see, we feel the pressure to close the Bible as well and tell silly stories and teach silly myths that tickle the congregation's ears. Pastors always feel the temptation to keep their church at ease and comfortable so that they are liked by their parishioners. Pastors know that an open Bible is not only unpopular in the society and culture that we find ourselves in, but it also will confront the sinful nature of Christians in the church, resulting perhaps in the pastor's popularity going downhill. Dear friends, know this today. Your sinful nature, our sinful nature, your sinful nature loves the dark. Your sinful nature loves, loves spiritual junk food. Your spiritual nature loves catchy opinions, silly stories, empty self-improvement formulas, and pious principles rooted in self-determination. As long as the Bible remains closed, your sinful nature is happy and content. And for me as your pastor... My weekly temptation is to close the Bible so that I might preach in a way to be liked by you and not suffer the consequence of your sinful nature lashing out at me as a messenger of God's word. To the point, and bluntly stated, a church that pressures their pastor to close the Bible and a pastor who does not have the courage to open the Bible results in a church and a pastor that not only permit darkness, but a church and pastor that are against Christ. 
Jesus says, if we are not with him, we are against him. Lord, have mercy on you. Lord, have mercy on me too. God, help us both. God, forgive us both. In our reading from the Gospel of Luke, we also hear that it is quite evident that the religious leaders were unable to successfully close the Bible. In other words, throughout the Gospels, we hear that Jesus had such a large following of individuals that the religious leaders were unable to shut him up. So as a result, in our text today from the Gospel of Luke, we hear that the religious leaders played one of the oldest tricks in the book. Yes, they went personal. You see, personal attacks, they actually ignore the topic at hand and instead attack the character and the motives of the person delivering the message. These personal attacks do not address the issue at hand, the content, but they actually go around that and attack the character and the person himself. And get this, once the person's character is destroyed, well, everything else that the person says can be written off as null and void. Concerning Jesus in our gospel reading, he had just got done casting out a demon from a mute man. This exorcism was not only a profound miracle, but it clearly showed Jesus' power over darkness. In chess terms, this was a checkmate. His exorcism was like a mic drop in the face of evil and darkness. But the religious leaders, they realized that they could not top this exorcism of Jesus. And so instead of dealing with the content of the exorcism, they went around to Jesus' character And they accused him. They accused him of using the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons. Do you see how sly this technique is? Indeed, it is extremely sly. Instead of engaging the message and the works of Jesus, they pulled back and they went to his character. They went around to take a cheap shot on the character and power of Jesus. That is to say, they didn't deny Jesus' power in exercising the demon from the mute man, but they attributed Jesus' power to darkness. Their goal was to ruin the character of Christ, which would then allow them to dismiss everything else from that point forward as works of darkness. My dear friends, how tempting it is for us to shut the word of God when we attack the character of a person who opened the Bible. We all know what this looks like and what it sounds like. For example, a new preacher from the seminary begins a call in an old and established congregation. For the first three to four months, well, things go quite well. However, the pastor's latest sermon perhaps may be hit a little too close to home for some of the members of the church. So later that week at the local cafe, several of the members begin to discuss the sermon. The one individual said this, expressing their uneasiness. You know, he is awfully young to be a pastor. And another member sitting across nodded their head and said this in response, I think you are right. He probably hasn't learned the ways of the church quite yet. He is so green. Now, what has just happened is that the young pastor faithfully opened the Bible and preached it. 
However, the members push back against the word by discrediting the pastor's character of being too young. This kind of talk is not only slanderous, breaking that eighth commandment, but it also pulls that rug right from underneath the pastor, allowing the members of that church to disregard the word of God from that point forward. But should we all blindly just accept whatever comes forth from a pulpit? By no means, as a church, we are always called to follow in those footsteps of that Berean church in the book of Acts. The Berean church, yes, that Berean church who enthusiastically received from the preachers, but they did so with discernment. As a church, yes, as a church, we should always be examining the scriptures every day to see if what is preached is actually true. And so, dear friends, we must always guard ourselves against dismissing what a pastor preaches and teaches based upon the pastor's age, the pastor's looks, and the pastor's heritage. This is not only breaking the Eighth Commandment, as mentioned before, but it is also cutting ourselves off from the light of the gospel, which leaves us in the darkness of sin. And pastors who let churches and people look down upon them because of their age and looks and heritage are not remaining steadfast in the preaching of Christ crucified. You see, the pastor should give no attention to the personal attacks, but should stay on target, should stay on focus of the word. To loosely paraphrase this, Martin Luther once said this. Luther said, God once spoke through the mouth of a donkey. Therefore, no preacher should be discredited based on how simple he may be. On the other hand, God permitted the highest angel to fall from heaven. Therefore, no preacher should be trusted based on how wise or holy or great he may seem to be. You should rather give a hearing to what is said, not the appearance. Baptized saints, you are people, each and every one of you are people whom Christ died for. Each and every one of you have been redeemed from darkness to light so that you may be people of the word. Yes, people of the word. When you were in darkness, the Bible was a closed book to you, but not now. The Lord, he actually purchased and won you from darkness, not with gold or silver, but with his holy and precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. And now as redeemed, baptized Christians, you are given ears to hear from, in, from an open Bible. So here. And hear often. Discern the content of the word that is taught to you. Hear and read and mark and learn and inwardly digest God's word that is for you. Embrace and ever hold fast to the word that is open to you. Hear God's word unto your repentance. Hear God's word for the strengthening of your faith. You are forgiven. Hear that today. You are forgiven for the times you attempted to close the Bible. You are forgiven in Jesus' name for the times where you tried to silence God's word. And I am forgiven as well for the times that I choose to be well-liked rather than faithful to that word. We are forgiven for Christ's sake. Lord God, continually help us. It is indeed a dangerous business, my friends, to open the word of God. It is dangerous to the devil and especially to our sinful nature, that old Adam. For the word is the power of God unto salvation. The word is indeed the dynamite, the dunamis of God that not only reveals sin, but reveals and delivers to each and every one of us Christ who is for us. Christ.
forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation to you. An open Bible, open ears, receiving Christ daily. In the name of Jesus. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.